We are back with another episode. This is episode 26, I believe. Um, my old high school number. I'm sure you guys, again, already knew that fact about me. Um, I was number 26 in high school because of Rod Woodson. So for you Steelers fans out there, a little homage to our, to our guy Rod. Um, today we have George Halkovich. You guys didn't see us. I just put my, my, my finger up in the air like, let's go. Um, George Halkovich is running for uh, a congressional seat in the 9th District. Uh, he just entered the race uh, a couple months ago, and I'm sure many of you guys know George, uh, but he is a local guy. He is coal region through and through. Um, if you cut him, he'll bleed anthracite. Uh, but he was very generous with his time today uh, to sit down with us and, you know, just take us through the whole uh, process of running for Congress and also, you know, some of his uh, important priorities. Um, but I do think, um, again, regardless of what party you are, uh, just having uh, a local guy uh, from our area uh, run the district, I think that's uh, essential. Um, so May 15th, Tuesday, if you guys could get out there and vote, hopefully you'll vote for George. But if not, just get out there and vote. Uh, it's always a good thing to do. Um, now, before we get to George, we, um, again, you hear me opening it up here. We get you the, the, the dirty down here. We, we show you, we take you, show you how the sausage is made here. Nothing's edited. That's the way we do it at the cold region campfire. Um, <clears throat> also, before I forget, I'm getting uh, Make Scoot Great Again hats. Uh, I don't know if they'll sell, uh, but I got a couple. Uh, I have a dozen coming in, so if you're interested, uh, let me know. I'll get one out to you. I think they're going to be uh, 20 bucks, and I'll get one out to you. Uh, there's a camouflage one and a red one with a white lettering. Make Skook great again. Um, but before we get to George, are you guys thinking about your retirement? If you are, Darren J. March is the person to call. He's a certified financial planner with Raymond James. So before investing your hard-earned money, make sure your financial advisor understands your objectives. Darren March is a certified financial planner with Raymond James Financial Services and has been assisting clients in Northeastern PA for more than 17 years. Darren was born, raised, and lives in Pottsville, so whether you need stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, or tax-favored bonds, or maybe you have an old retirement plan to roll over or your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Darren can help. So call Darren at 570-640-8010. Did see Darren this weekend at the Logger Jogger. If you guys do not do Logger Jogger, make sure it's circled on your calendar for next year. Great day. He was handing out some uh, fresh Pilsners uh, along the, uh, it was, uh, the, the, the path. It was called a dehydration station. Um, so that was, I'm sure a lot of people were very appreciative of that. Um, but you could also email them at darren.march at raymondjames.com. House calls and consultations are free. Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Also, for those of you wondering, my uh, logger jogger 5K time was just over an hour. I walked it. Uh, I ran for about 100 yards and my heels hurt. So I don't care, guys. I walked it. I finished it. I'm still a, a warrior. Um, 
And also, one other thing too, if you're listening up in, in the Berwick area or you need something to do this weekend, uh, this Saturday there is a walk uh, to defeat ALS in memory of uh, Coach George Curry. Uh, as many of you know, I did a documentary on uh, Coach Curry, and they have an incredible walk uh, scheduled. They did one last year. This is the second annual. Last year they raised close to $100,000, so hopefully this year we can uh, beat that. But on to George. All right, we are live at the uh, George Helkovich for Congress uh, headquarters. Thanks very much, George, for taking the time to uh, talk with us. I was pretty excited when I saw you at the Logger Jogger Saturday, and I was like, I, got, I told my fiance now I'm engaged. Uh, she said, uh, you got to get them. So I do thank you for taking the time. Oh, it's my honor to be on uh, this. It's, uh, again, I still remember you in grade school. Remember that, mm -hmm. uh, yes, you know, Pat's. the, the St. Pat's grade school and, uh, you know, you, I'm so happy with where you're at in your life right now. It's, it's pretty exciting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So how, what may, what was the decision to run for Congress? Um, you know, you've been the, the county commissioner here for years. And I know a lot of people were excited once they saw you running for Congress, you know, to get one of our own here and in, in, in the in the district. So, kind of take us through that process of, uh, you know, of, of deciding to run. Sure. Uh, what happened was, uh, you know, I when these congressional districts switched around, and again, understand we had a situation where the Supreme Court, who pretty much should not have been involved in this, said that these. Uh, uh, districts were gerrymandered, that they just didn't make any sense. And again, think about it. Schuylkill County having a congressman from Scranton, mm -hmm. yeah, okay? it, doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> it, it doesn't make any sense. And so what happened was we had a situation where we have a congressman from Scranton who really has not done very much for Schuylkill County. So I looked at the situation, and when this came about, I looked at the, uh, the district lines. Again, we were looking at uh, Northern Berks, any, everywhere except for Reading South. We're looking at all Lebanon County. We're looking at all of Schuylkill County. We're looking at all of Carbon County. We're looking at all of Columbia County up by Bloomsburg. We're looking at part of Montour, which is the Danville side. We talk about in Northumberland County, the uh, part that is uh, Mount Carmel, Shemokin, Cole Township. These are places that, <clears throat> from our standpoint, Schuylkill County sits dead center in this uh, district. and. I'm actually working with all the county commissioners on initiatives in their own counties. Uh, yeah, I've been fortunate enough that the people of Schuylkill County have voted for me. Uh, seven and a half years, actually, eight years ago when I was running, we had a situation where uh, I wanted to restore professionalism back in the courthouse. I also wanted the courthouse to you know, get some better business practices because I thought that it was out of control. Uh, and uh, we did that. Uh, again, Frank Stoudemire, Gary Hess, and myself, We've worked together on a bipartisan basis, and we really have Schuylkill County going in the right direction. It's it's pretty exciting about what's going on right now in Schuylkill County. And I could tell you <clears throat> from the standpoint of with Berks County, uh, Berks County, uh, we're looking at possibly doing a joint prison. Uh, we're in the early stages of looking at that to see if we can save taxpayers money. Mm -hmm. We share the Penn State extension that has to deal with agriculture. One of the scary things that's going on right now, Alfredo, is there's what they call the spotted lanternfly. Now again, let me, let me just talk about how, how this all worked because I am a conservative Republican. I am, okay? But one of the things you do is you listen to the people. You listen to your constituents, okay? Because it doesn't matter what party they're from. <clears throat> if they have a good idea, that's what you do, okay? Nobody has a corner on great ideas. But first of all, you know, I will tell you I'm pro-life. I mean, 
I start everything with life because that is such an important, and I think everything else falls into that category. But now I'm going to go back to the situation about with farming, okay? There's a bug that came over from Vietnam, came in on some shipment that those, you know, came into Berks County. It's called a spotted lanternfly, okay? Spotted lanternfly, there's nothing in nature that can kill it right now, okay? Guess what it does? It destroys vineyards, it destroys orchards, okay? And it's so serious that Schuylkill County, Berks County, Montgomery County, Lehigh County are under quarantine right now. They can't ship things out. <clears throat> but, hmm. you know, you look at your, you look at that, that that's real serious. Christian Leinbach, County Commissioner Chair down in uh, Berks, has been working feverishly on this. And I've been working along with him. You have the situation with the dairy farmer that's affecting Lebanon County and also Berks County. You know, the issues that they have. The dairy farmer right now, because of milk prices and everything else and the amount of money they're getting in, <laughs> excuse me, the, uh, the farmer, it's his livelihood. And that's being affected right now because of the price of milk. We also, for Lebanon County, our VA, okay? 80% of our veterans here in Schuylkill County go to Lebanon VA. It just happens that the... Uh, Medical director down there is a Dr. John Halkovich, my cousin, hmm. okay? So 80% of our vet veterans go down there, okay? It's Fort Indian Town Gap. It's Anvil. It's Lebanon. If you remember back in the day, you know, I know a Lebanon, you know, Lebanon Catholic nativity games. I mean, oh, yeah. we would be back and forth going and down there, Fredericksburg, down to Fredericksburg Legion. We, we get to hear about those uh, problems that they have down there. SARC, the Sexual Assault Resource Center. <clears throat> that is here in the county, along with Schuylkill Women in Crisis. But Sark is based in Lebanon County. They're working with us. We work so much together. Northumberland County, when I'm dealing with their commissioners about when their prison burned down, I was side by side with them saying, how can I help? And we worked well together. Columbia and Montour counties, I'm working on their radio system. When Gary Hess, Frank Sonnemeyer, and I started, <coughs> excuse me, as commissioners together, our radio system was antiquated. We had to do what they called narrow banding. Well, guess what? We did it. And we didn't just put the Band-Aid on it. We did it the right way. Okay? And too many times, and I, I'll point this out, when people get into politics, they forget that they're not a politician. They're a public servant. And that's what where I feel that I differ from my opponents. I am a public servant. I am there to serve the public. I'm there to listen to the people and do what's right for them. So... As I said, the radio system, Luzerne County has some challenges. We're talking about doing something on a regional basis. If we can do that, it's going to save taxpayers money. <clears throat> That's an important. Carbon County, I mean, we're in Jim Thorpe. We're in Lansford. Mm -hmm. My great-grandfather was born in Lansford. We get the issues that are in Palmerton and Squahoning and Lee Heighton. Yeah, we, yeah, the Marion family, Marion Catholic family. They all come there, Panther Valley, Jim Thorpe. They're in the Schuylkill League. We get it, okay? So, and then Schuylkill County. <clears throat> I'm very proud of the job that we've done from that standpoint in Schuylkill County. Uh, how I've described this uh, election is, first of all, I live in the district, okay? That's very important. One of my opponents does not live in the district. Uh, I work in the district. My Dad and mom started an insurance agency along with a guy by the name of Bob Morgan back in 1950. And my sister and I are still running the insurance agency, and my wife's involved with it also. So I have a business in the district. Very important. I worship in the district. St. Patrick's Church, right next to Yingling mm -hmm. Brewery. Uh, 
we always kid about it that instead of turning water into wine, they turn water into beer. Yeah. So my but, biggest concern is if if you if you win. You're not going to sing Gloria in a Chelsea Steo at St. Pat's. Absolutely. Oh no, 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 no. You'll, you'll still yeah. sing it. Oh, absolutely. And let me let me let me explain something yeah. to you. And this is one of the frustrating things, and one of the things you learn about in this situation. Okay. Congressmen are only in session 120 days a year. Approximately. Okay. I was going to ask you that. That's it's absolutely. So it's you, a, you you aren't going to like just pick up and move to D.C. Right. That's oh, how it no. works. Heck no. Oh no no okay. no no okay. no no. My my base is here, mm-hmm. the Apostle, in the heart of the district. Okay, as I said, I live in the district. I work in the district. I, you know, uh, I, I worship in the district, and I'm going to serve the people of the district. And I know that because I serve the people so well in Schuylkill County, along with my two fellow commissioners, you can't do this alone. But we served it so well. I, I was fortunate enough to be the top vote getter when I ran for re-election. That's not the big boys. That's not the lobbyists. That's not. It's the people. One of the great things about elections. Every vote counts. One vote, no matter rich man, poor man, no matter what race, no matter what creed or religion, that's what it's about. That's what's neat about elections. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I look at what we did. I, I also chair the Republican Caucus County Commissioners in the, in the uh, Commonwealth. So we have Republican majority in 80% of the counties. Guess what? County commissioners played a big part in the Trump election. Because we weren't afraid of it. Because all due respect, all politics are local. You know, mom and dad, they're sitting in their house. You know, they want to know that they're going to be taken care of, whether it be for veterans affairs, whether it be a children and youth situation, whether it be senior services with elder abuse. <clears throat> I've already been doing this. I've been doing constituent services for the past seven and a half years. And I'm very proud of what we do because, hey, I, you know, one of the funny things we talk about is, on my commissioner card, I put my personal cell number on. You know what? I need to be accessible mm-hmm. to the people. So that's what's important to me. I, you know, there's certain people who feel that they are owed this position, that they can buy this position, that they can influence people by spending a lot of money and you know saying that they're the best person, <clears throat> pro-life, pro-Trump, pro-gun. But what people have to really look at is look at the issues. Don't believe everything that you see because, you know, most people are going to tell you what you want to hear, okay? I call it the way it is. If I do something that you know, I have to make a tough decision about, I'll do it, okay? We had a situation here in Schuylkill County <clears throat> where the Department of Corrections came in and said, okay, you, you have too many prisoners in your jail. Well, guess what? We had to do something with them. We ended up having to farm them out. We had to put them in other uh, county facilities throughout the state. That's so important because people that need to be incarcerated need to be incarcerated. I'm not going to tell judges or ask judges, hey, can you go easy on this person? No. If they did something that deserves prison time, they have to do it. And they have to give back to society. So, you know, when it comes to situations like that, I have to do that. Did that cost more money? Absolutely it did. But what are the options that we have? In county government, our only option, besides getting monies from the feds and the state, are property taxes. And, you know, somebody says, well, taxes go up. 70% of all taxes are school taxes, okay? It's, le- it's, it's single digits what are responsible from a county standpoint. But <clears throat> it's our only option because that's what the state allows us to have. That's what the federal government allows us to have. We do not have an option to do anything else other than that. 
So I look at it from that standpoint that, you know, you try to do the best with what you have. When we came in, in fact, actually started a long time, even before I was in, we at the county are doing zero-based budgeting. We're not just saying to the people that are working in the county, okay, just this money, okay? It, it, you know, uh, we gave you this, we're going to increase it by 3% or 5%. No, what you have to do is you have to say, okay, substantiate why you're spending this money, okay? That's what we have to do. Our senior services with elder abuse, our children and youth when it's dealing with children that come from a problem family that you may have, the opioid epidemic. Yeah, I've been dealing with this stuff over the past seven and a half years. I know more about it now than I ever did, but I also tell you, Alfredo, that the sign of a good leader is he surrounds himself by good people that have more expertise in those areas, and they have to listen to those people. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's what's most important to me. I live in the district. I know this district. I've traveled this district. Mm -hmm. uh, I get a kick out of it. Some people think I'm cloned. But you know what? It's yeah, important there, to get there out. There was a day in the summer where I saw you down at the, at the St. Uh, Schuylkill Haven Festival, mm -hmm. and then at night I saw you someplace else. And I was like... I, I, I was telling uh, Tara, I said, he puts in the work. I mean, you're there, and, and I and I say this, and, I, and I'm not saying because you're just here, but when you talk to someone, you, you're not looking around to see who else is there. You're actually looking them in the eye, and you make them feel important for whatever it is, that 10, 15 seconds, and you take your time, and you actually listen to people, and, and that says a lot. I mean, like I said, you're at the St. Pat's picnic, you know, selling 50-50s. I mean, you're, you are cloned. I, th I think there's probably three of you. I'm not sure, but... You're all over the area, and that speaks, you know, volumes of, of all the things. You're invested, you know, and I remember back when we were growing up, you were invested in, you know, nativity basketball, and, you know, you just, you were there, and you were there for the right reasons, or, or you know. So it's it's tough to argue with that, and it's good to see someone, again, from the area run in and hopefully represents us well down in uh, D.C. Well, one of the things I look at, and, uh, <clears throat> again, let's talk about, you know, from that standpoint – I, my best friend is Bill Riley, and I said to Bill one time, I said, okay, you see me change, slap me up the side of the head. Okay, I, I, don't allow me. Right. And I've told that, and you know with my kids, you know my kids. Yeah. <clears throat> I've always said to them, never forget your roots. Never forget where you came from. Don't forget all the people that you've interacted with. I don't care what walk of life they are with. They each are to get that respect that you, know, you would want to have yourself. That to me is what's most important. And you know, somebody said to me, it's funny when somebody sees me now and they'll, they look at me and they say, Commissioner. I said, No, it's George. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm fortunate enough, if the people believe that I'm the right person for Congress and they're going to say, Congressman, I'm going to say, No, George. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't want to change. I'm not going to change. I am George from Pottsville in Schuylkill County that is representing the 9th District. I know my people and I want them to know me and I want them to trust me that, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to, you know, pro life, okay. I'm, yeah, I, I believe conception to natural death, okay? That's what it's about. I believe in the Second Amendment, okay? Let's talk about the Second Amendment a second. You know, situation is, do guns kill people or do people do it, okay? If somebody has a mental illness, okay, and they have a gun, that could be very dangerous, mm -hmm. okay? So we have the ability, I mean, first of all, it is our constitutional right, okay? But we just have to enforce the laws that are in place already, okay? We talk about what happened down in Florida, okay? There were a lot of flags that came up. They missed all those flags, okay? Now, do we wish that they wouldn't have missed those flags? Absolutely. 
But there's a lot of controls in there when you're buying guns and everything else. We ask an 18-year-old to serve our military. You know, that's what it's about. So why should we have our guns taken away? We just have to enforce the laws that are in place. I mean, <clears throat> immigration. I believe in legal immigration. We all come from immigrant families, for pretty much so. So from that standpoint, just come in the right way. Okay, yeah, follow the process and become a citizen, you know, and, you know, work towards citizenship. You know, some of my best friends are people who have gone on to get their citizenship here. I am so proud of them, but we also have to give that uh, path to citizenship for the ones who are here. Now, again, do I believe with the ones who are here with the DACA and everything that they're talking about that you have to go out that grandparents are allowed in, uncles and aunts? No, no, okay? Parents, child, that's it right now. And then we need to solidify because, again, our borders where opioids are coming in, where you know, we're, we're just getting a, a, a tough element. I agree that you know, we have to look at that. Uh, again, going into the opioid epidemic, <clears throat> it's tragic. I have to deal with that every day. You know, the situation with young children that you know, come into a family. Uh, the, we have some great grassroots groups here in the county that are making a difference. Guess what? When I have people I have to appoint to our drug, drug and alcohol uh, uh, commission, who do I put on? I have recovered people. Mm-hmm. I have people who have been there, who understand it. I, can, I can't say to them, I know how you feel, because I don't, mm-hmm. okay? And they, we have some really great people that are trying to make that difference in people's lives. I love that. What we're doing for our firefighters and first responders, I'm so proud that we were just able to give our firefighters money in order to do their, uh, <clears throat> their training center, their burn building. We have people who are volunteering their time in our communities and Darn it, uh, you know, we, we have a situation where former commissioners did not fund it. I funded it because I need to know that that person that is going in to try to save a life and save a, a building is properly trained. It's, it's fair to that person and his family or her family and also to the other firefighters around them. They're the types of things that you have to do. Uh, as far as our veterans, I have the highest respect for our veterans. They need to be respected. We need to provide the services that we do. I do that right now with our Veterans Affairs Office at the county. And I've talked to Veterans Affairs officers at all the other counties. That's what's exciting, okay? One of the things that drives me up a wall about Washington is, uh, and and Harrisburg, it's the unfunded mandates. You have a situation with mandates that are coming down, telling us that we have to do, and you see the Sandusky Law, Mm -hmm. okay, with our children and youth. Our people and children and youth have so much reporting that they have to do. They have to document everything, and there's more documentation. There's documentation about documentation, Mm -hmm. okay? There's overkill on that, okay? Everybody's doing their job. We have professionals that are working in that area that understand it. We have monies that are coming down from the state or from the federal government. What happens with that money that comes from the federal government? It funnels through the state. Guess what? When the state doesn't pass a budget, they hold the money there until the budget is passed. <clears throat> That's money that our programs need in order to survive, okay, for our seniors, for our uh, young people, for those incarcerated. These are monies that we need to have come down to it. So uh, somebody made a comment to me one time, oh, you, you raised taxes a few times. Uh, yes, I did. Guess what? Our county is in good, solid shape. 
because we are making good, sound decisions about what we need to do. And guess what? We didn't have to go and borrow money when the state, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> when the state actually shut us down and froze the funds. And we were able to get money to the vendors that we had to subcontract to to make sure that they were paid. That's what's important. You know, I was honored to be invited to the White House to help on the tax plan. I, I you know, again, the Senate, the House, and Department of Treasury had worked on a tax plan. What people don't know is that tax plan, the Trump administration has, was working on that for 10 months before it became, you know, on the front lines. So said, they're not going to get it done. They're not going to get it done. Well, guess what? The day that the House passed it, I was in Washington in the White House, and we were talking about the tax plan and what could be positive, what was negative about it. We, I saw that there was an area that uh, we were concerned about with how uh, uh, municipal bonds were going to be affected by the tax plan. Guess what? We told them before they went into conference, which is where the House and the Senate gets together to make a decision, I was able to bring that in. They, they corrected that. It's access that you have and not being afraid to talk about things. <clears throat> when you go to Washington, everybody says, okay, well, you're going to be a, a, a freshman congressman. Well, guess what? I'm working on an initiative right now, and I've been working on it before I even thought about running for Congress. That could be a game changer for the coal region. I mean, I, I, a game changer. It's on uh, drone research, Okay. There is no Silicon Valley for drones. We put in an application for the with the FAA, hmm. okay, that uh, the uh, uh, Department of Transportation is going to <clears throat> be looking at. We're one of four applications from the state of Pennsylvania. They're going to select five areas nationwide. On our concept of operations that we had to develop within 60 days, we have our airport authority, the county of Schuylkill, PPL, for their review, their transmission lines, Pennsylvania State Police for accident investigation, Pima for emergency management uh, reasons. There's a company called Primal Space that is uh, was created by a doctor who lives in Schuylkill County. That could be a game changer for air traffic, air navigation worldwide. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that serious. Uh, Pennsylvania State University with their National Research Lab is a part of our concept of operations. We have such a good concept that I feel I'm going down to meet with and you know talking about how are you going to work as a freshman congressman. I asked for a meeting, and we got a meeting with Congressman Schuster, who's the head of Transportation Committee, who's retiring this year, Congressman Marino, Congressman Barletta, Senator Toomey, and Congressman Perry. Okay, We're meeting in Congressman Schuster's office to talk about this initiative and to see if we could get this across because what that will do, Alfredo, is that will bring – the jobs of the future to us because if our airspace opens up and it's for beyond visual line of sight, flying of drones <clears throat> over populated areas and night flying, okay? If we get this, we'll have companies that are developing and creating drones that will move to our county. Like a DGI or something like that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, this, is, this is big time. Not only will it be blue collar jobs, the young people who can use their hands, all that, but white collar, the, the, the coders, the computer sure. guys, the, the, the brilliant minds, you know, that uh, that's what it's about. This could be the resurgence of our county and the surrounding counties to bring back young people. Wasn't it great that USA Today said that, you know, for millennials, that Schuylkill County mm -hmm. is one of the top 10 places in the United States? 
you know, that was before they even knew about this. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is really great because you know, growing up in this area and everybody out there that grows up in this area, they know what a great place to live, to work, to raise a family. I mean, we, we can't do any better than that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know a lot of my friends, you know, that moved away, they would love to move back. And you know, they just don't have the the you know, the employment. Well, we want to give them the reason to come and, back. And but they would move back in a heartbeat. I Absolutely. Mean, because I mean, especially now when you see the resurgence now in Pottsville, I mean, it's Absolutely. it's fun. I mean, it is. It is. It is so exciting, and I'm I'm excited about it. I feel very blessed, and uh, you know. So here's what I'm going to ask <clears throat> of the uh, of our friends out there. Okay, and I I really believe in this. First of all, I ask for all your prayers. That to me is extremely important to have prayers. Because this is not an easy thing to do. I have the blessing of my wife of 37 years, Barbara, of, you know, of my kids. There's, it's you know, uh, Barbara who has five kids. Her husband's in the military. He's uh, a naval commander in reserves. He worked at the White House for three and a half years. Uh, I have you know, Katie, who's a structural engineer, went to Villanova. Her husband, Jared, was in, uh, in the Navy, flew P3s. So I understand the military mm-hmm. part. I have George, who's coaching basketball at Villanova right now, who uh, is just doing a great job. And again, who will never forget his roots. I have Sarah, who's managing four restaurants. She has her degree from Penn State. I have Christopher, who's in medical sales, who basically travels this whole Ninth District. Mm-hmm. That's part of his territory. <clears throat> and he tells me about the issues that people are telling me about that they may have in a little in an area that I don't know about. I have the support of all my county commissioners. That's really exciting to me because guess what? They're the ones who hear about things. They never leave their county. So they have my cell phone number. And I, uh, if I'm fortunate enough to go to Washington, I'm asking them to please you know, give me a call. You know, I, I, if, I, I, if I don't get to you right away, I'm going to get right back to you. And let's talk about something. If there's an issue that you have in your county, let's try to get this resolved. Okay? There is so much that's going on. So I asked for prayers. I asked for vote. <clears throat> I'm asking... All our friends out there, you know, on your podcast, to go on to George Halkovers for Congress, okay? Like it, and if you like what you hear, and uh, again, I know you'll vouch for me because you know me. Oh yeah, uh, that's a part of it. But go out and say, you know what? There's a groundswell of the people that are. And I'm using Facebook. I have five thousand friends on Facebook. I yeah, mean, no, I, I've been watching. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed from that standpoint. But the thing about it is, these are friends that I have, mm-hmm. and somebody says, "Well, you need to get rid of some of the friends." I can't because I really know these people, yeah. and I and I you know, interact with these people. But here's the power of what people can do, and your friends can do, my friends can do, is if they go to twenty of their friends and say, "You know what? I know George Halkovich. He's a good guy, and we need to get out there." I don't care how much money my opponents spend. I don't care what endorsements they have. All I want is the endorsement of the people of the 9th District because I'm the public servant. I'm the guy who's been doing it. I'm the one who will do it. I am committed to this. Uh, And I will tell you that I'm not looking to – Washington's not going to change me. I'm going to change Washington. I believe in what President Trump is doing. Again, when you see some of the stuff that the president's doing – it's the art of negotiation. He starts way over there, and it gets the media and people in Congress, you know, inc- they're incensed by it. But you know what? Guess what? We wouldn't be at the table with North Korea if it wasn't that they thought that he was serious about what he was doing. He surrounds himself by good people. If they are not performing, he says, okay, I'll get somebody else in. That's 
what business does. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're, when we're in business, you know, you need to surround yourself by good people. <clears throat> I've told people who have uh, have come to me about uh, positions, you know, in the courthouse. I want to make sure I have the right people there. If they do their job, great. If they don't do the job, okay, we have to find someone else that will because we're all public servants. I am responsible for the people of my, the taxpayers of my district and the people of my district to make sure that I provide the services and I do the right thing. Uh, it's, it, it is so important. You know, and as you know, I've been serving my community all my life through my church, my community. <clears throat> you know, it is so important. I, I hear the problems already. We get the problems resolved. And that's why I want to be a, a, a congressman of action versus just using words and just talking about it and nothing getting done. And I use that example about Obamacare. No one thought, yeah, they, they, the, the big boys, they didn't think that President Obama was going to get in. And they kept on saying, we got to get rid of Obamacare, get rid of Obamacare. Okay, he gets in, all of a sudden, surprise. Now, okay, let's get rid of Obamacare. Well, they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, come on, come on. So you're just saying things to do stuff. No, be ready to do things. That is, I, I've always said, I'm a commissioner of action. I'm going to you know, take care of things. I, I want to get rid of overregulation for the coal industry and for other industries that, you know, all due respect, over, overregulation pushes down to us. It also closes small businesses. You know, enough is enough, okay? We can't have government inside of everything that we do. We have to trust the people around us. If something happens that's wrong, we we get it corrected, okay? But government is not the answer to everything. So, again, I'll tell you. I mean, I, I, I deal with this day in, day out. Sometimes the light's on bright in the courthouse in my office. Uh, I've been there third shift, and the maintenance guys used to say, what are you doing here? I said, I have to get the job done, okay? I have a responsibility to the people. When you put your hand in the Bible and you take an oath that you will do your job to the best of your ability, so help me God, that is important. And again, my future is our children, my grandchildren, you know, just the people. That's what we have to do. Great. Now, if we could get off the, uh, uh, the campaign a little bit. Now, we know you're a big Villanova basketball fan. Absolutely. For you, some reason, you, I don't know why. But now, uh, did you play basketball in high school? I played in. Oh yes, I, I so, played in. So three, absolutely. Was there a spot on the court that you were, that you were deadly from that you you wouldn't? Uh, miss? It used to be when I used to drive. I used to. Everybody thought that I was right-handed, which I played right-handed. When I was in kindergarten, I broke my my left hand, which was my writing hand. So I developed my right hand, but I actually go left and I go right. And it used to frustrate people because I could drive to my left and they didn't expect it. And I did pretty good. But I was I was, I was the playmaker. I was the point guard. And I uh, you know, just get everyone involved. And as you well know, that's George's thing as yeah. well. Uh, <clears throat> you know, one of my great memories was after a game, sitting down with George and breaking down tape and saying, okay, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And this is a great story. Uh, I'm going to segue a second. Coach Jim Toomey, who a lot of people know, great coach, great official. Oh, yeah. He was coached down at Schuylkill Haven. So <clears throat> George, who's an assistant basketball coach at Villanova, Jim had volunteered for my committee. He's driving me around. He's introduced me to a lot of people because he believes in me. And he said, so he, Mrs. Halkovich was in our headquarters and 
George calls up and he says, she said, oh, Coach Toomey was here. He said, stop him, stop him, hurry up, hurry up, stop him. She runs out to the car and says, stop him. So George had the scout for the Texas Tech game, which is the game that we needed to get by to get to the Final Four, okay? This year? This year. Okay. It was, you know, probably the toughest team to scout, just the way they played. George gets Coach Toomey on. He says, Coach, I have to tell you something. I go back to my sophomore year in high school when we played Schuylkill Haven, and you ran that offense. He says it drove us wild. He says, guess what? Texas Tech was running the, the same thing. He said, all I did was when I was doing the scout, I was saying, how do we beat Coach Toomey? How do we beat Coach Toomey? He went back to his high school days to figure out what he did. So he said, Coach Toomey, he said, I just want to say thank you to you. He says, because of the way you played in high school and we had to play you, he says, that helped. Villanova against Texas Tech. How about that? Bringing it back to the local. Yeah, the the Cole, and there was a lot of Cole Region roots in the in the Final Four. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we had Mike Rhodes, <clears throat> Joe Bosak, who Joe did Bosak, the Final the Four logo. Yeah, we had him on a couple. Of, uh, Casey McDonald, who yeah. did the sideline reporting for the home feed. Head I mean, coach of uh, Notre Dame, uh, the girls. She's Muffet McGraw. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Her dad was Joe O'Brien, who yeah. sold insurance with my dad at AAA yeah. Keystone Insurance Company. Oh yeah, great people. Now. You're new to to the congressional, uh, you know, uh, campaign. Who? I mean, I'm I'm looking at the wall here. I mean, how much? You must sleep what two hours a night? Is that is that what you're getting these days? Sleep is over. Over. Yeah. yeah. How hard think? is it to run a campaign? You know what? It's not hard because of the passion and the mm. people that you have around you. Okay, and that's where I just tell people on the podcast. You know, you guys are the real people that get out to tell others about you know what George Halkovich is about money can't buy that and that's what I look at it's just a matter that word of mouth and that's how I ran every campaign I always had Mm -hmm. I mean you know my wife Barbara is out putting signs out everywhere and as fast as the opponents tear them down she's putting another one back up they are frustrated by that but you know what that's what it's about she believes in me my kids believe in me they're out there putting them up I have people when, when, when I did my petitions, I had a gentleman in his 80s come up to me, and it put me to tears. What happened was he said to me, your parents would be proud of you. Then he looked at me and he says, you're my hero. Hmm. You're my hero. Wow. Wow. I put me to tears. It was just like, this yeah, guy really feels that. that. I, you know, when, when you have that effect on people, when I see somebody in the post office say, oh, my gosh, I see you in the paper. Can I get my picture with you? I never thought I'd see you alive. That's humbling. That is humbling. That is like, and, you know, and somebody will come up to me and say, you have made a difference in my life. I mean, all due respect, I'm God's hands, you know, mm-hmm. and as we all are. Yeah, you know, we, we run into situations in our lives that we wonder why we're in a situation. This is this is the type of thing. But I will tell you, I pray about all the, the decisions I have to make. <clears throat> I don't like the fact that, you know, other people feel that they are owed, you know, that they've been promised something. That bothers me. It bothers me. When, when, when somebody tells me that, well, no, this is mine. Well, why? Well, because I was promised this. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the people's district. And guess what? I'm in it two feet. And I was asked to uh, step out. They find me something, and I didn't even know who they was. We'll find you something in the future if you want to run for something else. Hmm. Uh, no, no. I'm running for this. And I will tell you right now, uh, in the polls, I'm up. And he and my one opponent has spent over, you know, $400,000. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's that, you know, 
not that you are an underdog, but there is that little bit of, you know, that you're a scrappy guy from, from the coal region, and you're going to get out there and just just outwork the opponent. It's David and Goliath. I mean, we, da- we've did that, you know, growing up, you know, playing sports. You know, you went down to Lehigh Valley. You were always that under underdog. And you, Absolutely. And you, you fed on that. And I think, you know, I'm sure you wake up every morning thinking, okay, how could, how could I outwork the opponent? That's the only thing you could rely on. Right? Well, I'll give you an example. I was down in Lebanon County, the Fredericksburg Legion. Great people there, okay? I went in there. Okay, and uh, yeah, bought everybody a drink and talked to them, and I had great conversation. As you said, you don't talk beyond people; you talk to the people, right? <clears throat> so one of my opponents went in there one time, and it was great. And they said, "Oh, George, I have to tell you." He said one of your opponents was here, and I was like, "Okay, which one was it?" And he said, "My name is so and so," and they all looked at me and said, "And we're for George." Wow! Wow! Because it's the people that they know that I can relate to them. Sure. I can talk to them and I can, you know, do what's for them. It's somebody said to me one time during an interview, you know, well, how do you feel about the lobbyists? I want to listen to have what knowledge they can provide me. Okay. That's important. But I also have to hear the other side so I can make an intelligent decision. But who do I have to listen to more than anyone else? Are my constituents? How's it going to affect the constituents that I have here? And that's what my mo- the most important thing is for me. We need to be safe. National security is extremely important. My two sons-in-law have been in Iraq, in Somalia, and in Afghanistan. That is, they get it. Okay, I look to them for wisdom. I look to you know people from the standpoint from an immigration standpoint to understand what's going on at the borders and everything else i understand that <clears throat> the knights of columbus and i i always tell a story about the knights of columbus one of my favorite stories yeah and this is a matter of listening to the people first year we did it for the knights of columbus we did it, i think it was 360 meals approximately so i was in charge now we're doing just That's less than 2000 right? on thanksgiving yeah. day Okay, so it's fresh turkey, homemade filling, yams, corn, cranberry sauce, okay? But the hot stuff heated up, and the the cranberry sauce, a roll dessert drink, and a bag delivered to them. So first year, 360, not bad. You know, we had about 75 volunteers. Now we have just short of 2,000 meals, 275 volunteers. This guy calls me up the first year, 85 years old. He said, "Uh, you do those meals. This is a week after. I said, yes, sir, we did. He said, I have a complaint. I said, What's your complaint, sir? He says, your meal okay? He says, yeah, it was good. I couldn't fish. I said, what's your complaint? He says, what's with the roll? I said, what's with the roll? He says, yeah, let me, I said, can you explain that further? He says, sure. I said, got the meal around quarter to 12. Good, good, fantastic. He says, I couldn't fish at all. I said, all right. He says, I put what I couldn't finish in the refrigerator. Good. He says, third, you know, Thanksgiving afternoon. So I watched, went in and sat down and watched a football game. Good, good. So I fell asleep. All right. Woke up around 730 at night. He said, what's the best thing you can have on Thanksgiving night? I said, I don't know. What? Come on, turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich. He said, exactly. He says, I don't want to roll. He says, I want two pieces of bread. Hmm. I was like, okay. I said, well, thank you very much, sir. And I got off the phone with him. I go home to my wife. I tell Barbara, I said, let me tell you the story. Guess what she says to me? George, two pieces of bread are cheaper than a roll. You know what? You're right. So the following year, we put two pieces of bread in a baggie. We had the Girl Scouts come in the night before, pack it. Guess what happened that year after we did the meals? I had about 20 little old ladies call me up thanking because they had lunch the next two days. Oh. Now, what's the moral of that story, Alfredo? <clears throat> the moral of the story is, if as soon as I heard I have a complaint, 
I just shut the phone down and said, yeah, you got a meal, and I hung up on him. I would have missed out on the best recommendation that I had, okay? We had a debate that we were doing down in Berks County, okay? One of my opponents chose not to come to that debate, okay? At the last second, he didn't show. Why? Because they were going to question him on things. Well, guess what? When I go to commissioner's meetings and I meet four times a month before the public, if I, if shame on me, if I avoid tough questions that have to be asked of me, okay, I need to be accountable to the people, whether I like it or not. I need to listen to what they have to say because I represent them, and that's what the people that are are out there. If I'm elected as the congressman for the ninth congressional district, I listen to my people the people that I live with, the people that I worship with, the people that I work with, and the people that I serve right now. That, to me, is what's important. Great. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we're rooting for you. Well, thank you so much. And just God bless everyone out there. Uh, and do me a favor. This oh. is get out to vote, but also tell all your friends, May 15th. Tuesday? Tuesday, May 15th. Okay. This race is a primary race. I need to get everyone to get their family and friends and relatives out to vote. And, you know, and I'm asking for them to vote for George for Schuylkill. Great. Thank you so much, Thank Alfredo. Thank you very much. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, again, I just speak from personal experience. George is a great guy. Again, he, he really is uh, a clone. Uh, I do see him pretty much at every school county event, and I'm sure he goes to a lot more outside the county. Uh, but again, May 15th, uh, Tuesday, if you go out and vote, vote Democrat, Republican, whatever it is, just go out and vote. Be a part of the community. Thank you.